Hey guys, it's Double Figures Day. Jim and Tonic have hit 10 today, so we're going to be talking about body positivity versus being healthy or fit, or should we call it versus, or should we just say we're going to discuss both sides and then um, and speak to you guys about that. Um, so anyway, we're going to do a quick check-in to see how everybody is. Um, Paul, have you been okay? How's your journaling going and all your bits and pieces you've been firing through? Yeah, uh, yeah, good, thanks. I haven't actually journaled today because I woke up late. Well, that's a lie. I didn't wake up late. I got a new, one of those sun, like sunlight yeah. things. Amazing. Went off at like 6.30, woke up, like felt really good. This is amazing. Turned it off and we <laughs> <laughs> went back to sleep till 9am. <laughs> so uh, brilliant. I just wanted to test that it works and it does. So tomorrow I'll be able to get up. Um, it's a nice way to wake up actually I've got one yeah it was really good um, I, and I've got the little alarm sound that's like birds singing it was really yeah nice. that's what I've got uh, yeah so I'll be using that properly tomorrow um, so I haven't actually journaled yet today but I'm doing yeah I'm doing well actually I'm in a in a positive positive place the journaling and just having a bit more structure yeah. to what I'm doing is good so yeah I am but just for the benefit of the tape uh, you do look much better you look got a, you've got a nice fresh little little look about you today. That's right. It's probably this new ring light that's illuminating. Yeah, maybe. maybe. <laughs> you look about five, I actually. A lot less. You look like some freaky five-year-old who's got a beard. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah, that's, I've been I've been told that before. Yeah, it's not the first time I've heard it. <laughs> I've been called worth. <laughs> I have been called worth. <laughs> yeah. And how are you, Tom? Yeah, very good actually. Well, Tom's uh... the rapper today. Just thought I'd let everyone know. Yeah, I mean, I've consistently in this beanie for the majority of lockdown, but um, no, I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm doing very good, feeling positive about the whole situation. As I kind of said last week, you know, I kind of feel better and better as we keep going because I'm, I'm not looking to the end of this. I'm just trying to get through each day and make the most out of each day. And yeah. um, it's given me an opportunity to do a lot of things that I wouldn't necessarily have time to do when I was, when we're working. So um yeah, feeling, feeling good, feeling very good. Yeah, yeah. I mean, personally, I've had a bit of a rough week. I know I've discussed it with you before this, but, um, you know, I took action very quickly. I had some tests done at my GP, which was, again, very, very quick turnaround. They were, they were extremely supportive of how I was feeling. Um, that's kind of a little bit ongoing, but I've addressed a few issues that may or may not have contributed to, you know, the, the anxiety that I was going through at the time. But yeah, I've put a lot of, um, lot of things in place since then. And yeah, like you said, just, uh, Tom, just like one day at a time, isn't it really? And I, I, oh, yeah. I don't regret it, it, me sort of hitting rock bottom a little bit, if you like, because it kind of, you can, you can only go there and, and then you just have to go up, don't you? So it's kind of like, uh, gave me like a baseline to go, right, okay, yes it is coming up to nearly the end of a month uh, another month of lockdown we don't have got no end date but but i've i've got to stop thinking like that so, yeah. so now i'm doing you know i'm putting some positive things in place to keep me like a bit more busy if yeah. you like um and also i've i'm not going to be watching any more of the covid updates on bbc one i'm not reading any more news i'm not i'm not getting involved in anything like that anymore because i don't think that's been helping uh, all these focus focus on your own bubble. That's what I do. Just yeah, I'm like, I'm actually, because they're quite relaxing, aren't they? Yeah. Bubbles. Yeah. And my friend sent me a fox jigsaw, so I've got that to do. <laughs> <laughs> <That's good. laughs> 
so yeah it's you know it, it also you know i did i reached out to what to one of my oldest friends and i think sometimes you uh, you have to do that you have to reach out to the to a, a person that knows you really well because they they will rem sort of in a way be able to say things to you that you really hadn't sort of connected to how you're feeling so they'll be like well hang on a minute you know what about that time or what about this or is it could it be related to that so it was kind of nice to get a perspective on so that you know think outside the box for me so you do get what I mean so yeah so it's been great um so yeah I'm kind of like oh dare I say it I'm kind of like more kind of enjoying enjoying it now like just getting up yet uh, uh, Monday morning and going for my first run in two years and watching the most amazing sunrise and you know and you know making breakfast a real thing you know like taking my time over it and I've, I've given up coffee because I know that wasn't helping uh, how I was feeling I don't even go there but well, we're not going to discuss that now okay <laughs> but I think that's what, what you just said there is is so important it's like we have a choice to make right we can either enjoy this time to yeah. the best of our ability, or we can sit and be miserable. And yeah. I'm telling you right now, I feel better when I'm enjoying things and when I'm miserable. Yeah, so. and, I, and I have to. And like I said, I know that the coffee wasn't helping because when you've got uh, any any level of anxiety, whether it be that small or massive, you know, it comes with it comes with um, like uh, either full on palpitations or sort of palpitations. If you know what I mean, like it's very hard to describe. And one thing um, I have learned uh, on this journey uh, through menopause and stuff like that is that when you <clears throat> when you are um, going through the phase that I'm in, when your cortisol levels are extremely high and they don't drop like they used to, mm -hmm. uh, whereas you know the the combination of certain hormones causes the cortisol to drop when it's not needed, that doesn't tend to happen as quickly if at all so when you add in a combination of caffeine or any sort of stimulants it can be catastrophic and make you feel really quite rubbish so listen uh, i'm trying it I, I i'm not saying never but to be i'm quite enjoying my earl grey and my my scottish breakfast tea it's all rather nice actually in my little pot in the morning <laughs> even though i'm just getting really old <laughs> if i if i ever start knitting please or, um, we'll make a podcast about it. Thank you. Um, so anyway, that's good to hear. That's really positive from all of us, to be fair. I mean, what are we in? It's got to be the end of week three coming up for, isn't it? Since lockdown. Only week three. <laughs> no, I think it's week four now, isn't it? Four, isn't it, actually? We went in tier four, and that was pretty much lockdown. So. First of February is Monday. Yeah, you're right. Um, you know, and considering, obviously, Tom, you haven't really struggled too much apart from the little blip here and there but considering paul you know we've both had our own struggles you know really yeah. four weeks we're actually very fortunate enough to been able to sort of embrace it and put things in place and get which means month two is probably going to be a damn sight easier for me and you Either that or we've both gone completely insane and we no longer have no idea what reality is <laughs> that is so true. i wasn't going to say that i wasn't going to say it, but... <laughs> oh my god Maybe, maybe we're not on a podcast. Maybe you and I are both sat in, in, in rooms just staring at a blank wall going, I'm doing a podcast. I'm doing a podcast. <laughs> People looking <laughs> for a tiny <laughs> hole in the board game. A couple more weeks, guys, and uh, <laughs> we'll see how it goes. Come <laughs> completely bonkers. <laughs> oh, we might have made it. I'm, I'm game. 
<laughs> I'm embracing it. I'm all for it. You made me a bit better looking. Like. <laughs> You're feeling left out now, aren't you, Tom? <laughs> so uh, hang on a minute. I want to be in a parallel universe. What are you doing? Yeah. <laughs> really fun over here. <laughs> Should we talk about something we can all enjoy? And in fact, we could, we could spiritually wing our way to the uh, loft room there and we could like hang out with you without you knowing. Social, Social distancing. distancing. Social distancing still exists in this in this dimension. It does, yeah. <laughs> right, okay. <laughs> so let's reel it back in, shall we? Be a bit more sensible. I yeah, I think you're probably right. We have got a bit mad, but that's fine. It's all good. Um, so I kind of so we were talking about body positivity, which is kind of a thing now. It's a thing where um, you know I'm going to be very careful with how I word this because it is in no way. Um, it's no way it related just to weight, okay? Body positivity is a, it's a great thing um, for people to actually not spend their whole life looking in the mirror and not liking what they see, which then leads to depression or stress or, or not ever living a happy life because that's all they can think about, okay? So that, that's an extreme I'm talking about. But I wanted to sort of like, well, metaphorically speaking, and uh, is to sort of strip things back a little bit to, from a sort of, you know, let's get back to our human biology at school, yeah. Um, you know, we, we are born with this one body and, um, you know, it's, you have your one skeleton and you have your organs, your heart, your lungs, your liver, uh, your kidneys. And they, by the time we're 25, we've stopped growing. So pretty much male and female, everyone stopped growing. Your bones get nice and solid. Uh, everything's where it should be. Uh, I'm talking in, in a general uh, healthy human being. Okay, so we're all in a good place. So, you know, we we then have a choice about what we do um, with regard to what we put on or into that body that we've been blessed with. Okay, now uh, one one of my big um, bugbears has always been someone who's got big bones now if you take a bone out of a body it's very very light i mean it's basically if you look at it from a, a cross section it looks like honeycomb because that's where all your nerves and, and everything runs through and that's how they everything gets around your body so amazing piece of uh, artwork really um but your bones aren't heavy um your bones are lightweight. They they hold your um, your muscles in place. They also allow beautiful movement that we humans are so lucky to have. And we're also, as a you know, as a race, uh, if you like, we as an animal, you know, we can stand upright. We can do all these things that other animals can't do. So you know, we're pretty cool, really. Um, so we were discussing earlier about um, body positivity. So yes, okay, we. It is, seems to be a very common thing now, especially in Great Britain, that, you know, being very, very heavy and taking up a lot of space in this world it is, is okay. It's a, it's a good thing to just embrace that and, and be happy uh, that you can still be fit, that you can still be healthy. Um, but, you know, the, the human biology side of it is this. When you put extra weight on... a a normal size skeleton or you consume toxic or malnutrient foods or drinks into that body the you know you will get negative things happen 
Okay, so you know you put a lot of strain on your body when you take in, um, you know, you put on extra weight. You, you you're, you're putting a lot of strain on your organs and your heart and your stomach and and places like that when you take in toxic foods. So, I think what we're trying to talk about today is the fact that to say that you can be fit and healthy um, if you have a very very nutrient poor diet or if you are extremely overweight or any of those things, it's a little bit shallow thinking, I think. And I just, from our point of view, without any sort of, you know, just discrimination against anybody for like, we want to be quite scientific and straightforward about this as to why that's not gonna be the case. Mm. Does that make sense? Yeah. 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 So, Yes. Can you be fit and healthy when you have an extremely nutrient poor diet and, and you are taking up way too much space and, and you know, you're very sed uh, sedentary. So yes, I'm going to pass it over to you guys. Go. Um, if I can start, because yep. I've just been making notes as you go, because I, there's, there's probably three or four points that I want to make that I think are important points to make. And if I don't write them down, I forget them. And obviously my social media background is all about like, calling bullshit on stuff in the industry that's that's bullshit and the body positivity side of things is such a delicate thing so i, I want to be obviously mindful with how it comes across but there is an element of this that requires being called out as bullshit in terms of if you look at uh, we said before the quote if you look at like the 90s early noughties it was all about size zero models it was all about like be as thin as possible you had literally anorexic people on the catwalk you know it was all about getting your collarbones as clearly defined as possible and suddenly out of nowhere everyone kind of goes oh that's really not that's not healthy that's not that's not a good image to show to to young kids that's setting the wrong example and yeah. fortunately people started to move towards a a better picture of health yeah now we've dug into the whole social media the looking at fitness influencers and all that stuff and i'm not going to get into that today but what people need to understand is that there's a there's a sliding scale between being happy with how you look and being comfortable in your own skin, which I, I, I am all for. I think everybody has the right and should feel comfortable and be happy with who they are. But there's a difference between happy and, be, and be, between being healthy. And my own experience of this is probably not so much on the, the body positivity side of things that we're moving to now, where it's becoming the norm to be a bigger person it's it's on the other side so obviously from doing my prep you basically end up with body dysmorphia where you've probably got a great physique that most people look at and would go i'd love to look like that but yeah. because every single week you're checking in and you're scrutinizing every element of your body you fucking hate how you look and you think you look shit and i i i've never been positive about my body i've, I've either thought I'm, I'm too small or too fat or when I was leaning down for my show, I wasn't carrying enough size in my shoulders or in my chest. And I've never looked at myself in the mirror and been like, I'm really happy of how I look today. So I'm, I actually get very jealous when there's people who are like putting posts up of themselves and they're genuinely embracing everything about themselves and they, they love how they look. And I, I get jealous about it because I'm like, well, I've never experienced that. I've never once looked at myself. I do think they're in the minority though, Paul. Yeah, hundred percent, and and probably a lot of it is social media highlight reel. And like, oh yeah, I look and I feel real great. Do they? I don't know. Um, 
but I've never been I've never been body body positive about myself. I've never been positive about a lot of things about myself, to be honest with you. Um, yeah. And I think it's it's really essential for people to understand that actually just because somebody is happy and comfortable in their skin and they're willing to show off their their curves and yet everybody's different and all you know, every, everybody has the potential and the 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 ability to be beautiful in their own way but when from an industry perspective as a fitness professional it would be just as irresponsible of me as a fitness professional to let the body positivity thing slide because it's controversial yeah just in the same way that it would be for me to be like oh, i'm not going to tackle the fact that herbal life are scamming cunts because oh lots of people sell it so i'm going to dig in and i'm going to like i said i'm going to be really polite about it but what worries me is that the concept of the norm has shifted massively you yep. get, go back to early noughties average size for what was considered healthy was probably somewhere in the region of an eight to a 12 for women yep probably now i guarantee it's probably anywhere between a 12 to a 14 possibly pushing closer to a 16 sizes that were 10 15 20 years ago deemed bigger are now being seen as the average so well, apparently, uh, apparently 12 to 14 is seen as a plus size which is normal yeah so it's and there's a contradiction in itself already so the size itself is seen as a plus <clears throat> size but if you were to look at the national average i guarantee that the majority of people would sit probably above that given the fact that the majority of the population 60 odd percent sit in an overweight category and like 20 odd percent are obese um i would say more people than not would sit 12 and above yeah and that worries me in terms of if that's what we're now viewing as the average that's not actually and again obviously you can be a, a different size and it depends on your body composition so i am speaking in generality so before okay. like the trolls listen to it and they're like oh you said this and that's not accurate i get i get some sweet down. Down. Yeah. some of these generalizations are going in there so deal with it but if we're looking just at strictly at the numbers you've got a big risk here in that what is becoming socially acceptable as the norm has changed yeah what has been what is physically and scientifically acceptable as healthy has not changed no it doesn't matter how accepting society becomes of people being particular sizes and being confident and being happy and how much we embrace that from a mental health perspective you cannot ignore the knock-on effect from a physical health perspective that our bodies are not designed to carry that much no and i think as an industry the fitness industry has a part to play i think government has a part to play in terms of from an advertising perspective what they show and what they normalize and what gets promoted and spoken about needs to be considered because I don't think we should be promoting either end of the spectrum. We shouldn't be promoting the size zero who's probably anorexic and got all manner of health issues because they are too skinny. We shouldn't yeah. be promoting and praising up and putting people on, front, on the front of magazines and bikinis who are essentially overweight, obese, because again, it sends the wrong message. And we actually need to get people to understand the mechanics of our health and that actually... To be healthy, you need well-balanced diet. You need to be active and you need yeah. to manage your calorie intake versus your energy expenditure. And if people can get a good handle on that, you're more likely to be 
body positive and comfortable in your own skin because you're going to feel better inside and out because you're taking greater care of yourself. Yeah. The, the, the bit that really irritates me with the body positivity thing is that the minute you start to speak against body positivity, even with the best will and intentions, you're instantly part of the problem. Yeah. In terms of, no, 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 we shouldn't be victimizing people. We shouldn't be fat shaming. I am, I am not fat shaming. I've got n- no issue to people consciously eating themselves into that, that, that state, that condition. And if they're happy doing it, you know what? Yeah. F- yeah. Fill your boots or fill your plate, what, however you want to phrase it. My issue comes from the fact that this is becoming socially accepted as okay. And people are actively praising it up and glamorizing this, which gives the wrong impression. Like we, again, I've made the point in another podcast, we've just spent pretty much the last 12 months almost exclusively stuck in our houses as a collective nation because over 60% of people are overweight and therefore high risk of catching COVID. Yeah. And, and yet on the flip side, we've got body positivity. Let's oh, let's embrace our curves. It's like, well, yeah, I get it to a degree. We shouldn't, we shouldn't fat shame. We shouldn't make people feel bad for how they look. But at the same time, we're all paying the fucking price because as a collective society we've been allowed to normalize obesity and it, that that's wrong it's it's completely wrong just jumping in there as well i mean i don't know if you saw the post i shared on facebook i watched um a quite a long clip of the program with jesse from uh, little mix and yes. about how trolls her i'm sorry but she is not even what i would even consider at her age obese at any point she's a beautiful beautiful girl and yet she got relentlessly trolled because she was fatter than her bandmates yeah by a minuscule you know and she was even uh, trolled by adults like katie hopkins is that her name oh she i mean why would you say that about effectively what's a child to you so she's a vile human being yeah and it and but but it this is what I'm saying it it just seems to be because she was a different shape to her bandmates she's got a very different ethnic background she's genetically from a different background to the other three girls yeah she was very curvy there's a lot you know a lot going on there but very sexy young girl and it's almost like you know she got targeted because she was different not so much the fat thing but I just think I mean even her bandmates said they they felt so shocked to see this girl go from this normal bouncy happy individual and just disappearing into a shell of a a former self you know like they there was nothing they could do yeah I think again part of part of the actual underlying issue is yeah there's 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 cunts out there who are going to fat shame are going to be dickheads and see someone who looks different and they're going to dig into it but also that I think the health sector is a, as a whole plays a part in this in that something like BMI is still so widely used, which is basically your, your height versus your weight to determine if you're overweight and obese. And 
body composition is not taken into account. So you could have two people and I, I, a friend of mine who I went to school with and knew for a long time was technically classed as obese at the age of like 17. He was a rugby player. He was about 8% body fat, always shredded as fuck. But because he was like 5'10 and like 14 stone or 13 stone, BMI was like, mate, you're obese. It's like not an ounce of fat on him. And it's like, that's why it's so flawed. And again, I think that plays into the notion in that people can fall into a category artificially. And I think until the, until the health industry identifies that they need a better way of monitoring whether people are. Well, I know. How about looking at the person in front of you? Yeah. Well, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. So how tall are you? Okay. Right. And how much do you weigh? Okay. That's fine. Let me just do a quick calculation. Mm. Oh, okay. I think, I think you might be obese. They're sat in front of you. Yeah. 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 This is where this is, that as well. This is where my issue comes in, and I struggle with this uh, topic a lot because, again, we're in health because we want to help people, and we're in the fitness industry because we know the benefits of being fit and healthy and feeling good about yourself. And I agree with everything you guys have said, and you know, I agree that you should never judge somebody for how they look. I've been on the end of when I when I was really lean. Um, in the summer last year and the year before like super lean and came out on dexter scan like six percent right and people would make comments on like oh that looks that looks oh that's freaky like oh look at all your veins and all that kind of stuff and it and making comments on the that extreme side and, and i was fully aware like yes this is extreme because and that's why i'm doing it because it i want it to be extreme and that's that's but that's my choice i understand have the education of that i know i can't stay like this forever because it's unhealthy it's not yeah. good for um for my body but do you know how i know that it's because my body tells me yeah. my body tells me that i didn't feel great when i was that lean i didn't have the energy levels i would normally have the sex drive i didn't have like i was hungry all the time like i was fully aware that this was not a sustainable model for my body to sit at now when you go on the other side of it your body, again, is the best tool to tell you whether you're doing something too extreme for your body. If you are consistently overeating and you are now struggling to do normal day-to-day -day activities, you are going to the doctor and the doctor saying, hey, look, your blood work is, is a, you're high in this area and, and your health is declining because of your diet or the lack of exercise or just simply how much weight you're carrying. I'm all for people being happy with whatever they look like at that point. But there's a point where you've got to say, right, I'm good. I want you to be happy, but I also want you to be healthy. Yeah. And I want you to actually, because just because you're happy now doesn't mean you can't be happier if you're fitter and healthier. And that's, that's the thing is like, we can, if you fat shame someone or you skinny shame someone, that's not helping. So like that's useless. Nice. That's useless energy that people should not even be worried about because it's not helping anybody. But if you educate them, if somebody is too skinny because they are clinically worried about gaining weight and they get to a point where they have what we would class as an eating disorder and they're underweight, we need to help educate them to understand how to manage that, how to, to deal with, with the, the side effects of this kind of stuff and how to manage their, their nutrition better. If somebody is obese we need to educate them from a young age on the, hey, look, if you get above 
this marker of uh, of weight for for you as an individual, your health is going to start declining. And it's just I've said it before on on uh, a few other podcasts. Like I just don't think that the system is set up to give people the education to understand the damage they are doing to themselves. When you, so I, when I see these posters of big people who are clearly overweight, who are clearly on a day-to-day, they will be struggling to do things that someone who is not overweight could do easily. Yep. I'm all for if you want to, if they're beautiful in their own way, but are they optimizing the, the body they've been given, like you said, and are they, are they potentially the happiest they could be? Because if they dropped some weight and actually felt better and performed better and were functioning better, I would argue there's no way they're not going to be happier as long as they have the education to do it healthy in the healthy way, not the extreme way or any way if you're doing, if you do it extreme in any sense, you're you're doing it wrong. It's not sustainable. So the education comes in where you can do it in a, in a a slow controlled fashion that allows people to have the power to take control of their own body themselves, you know? Yeah, I agree with you. The the point that you made there is that the extremes in any sense are going to be just as, much of a risk as as any so again ex- being extremely skinny being extremely overweight but ultimately when you see people who have been like bodybuilders their entire life and they 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 build themselves to a a size that's but and, and put their body through so much to a point where it, even that becomes dangerous yeah. for their health like it, too much of anything will ultimately yeah. be bad for you and i have this conversation with clients all the time and it's like yeah you're like there is no such thing as like a good or a bad food. There's no such thing as a good or a bad anything. It's just a case of if you do too much of one thing, it's probably going to bite you in the ass. Like even something as, as simple as water. Water's great. Yeah. It's just alive. You have too much of it in one go. Guess what? You just died. Yeah. And it's like. <laughs> well, and the thing is as well, like with, with people with the BMI thing, it's like, Everyone is different. And we've talked about genetic set points where every individual has a range of weight that their body wants to sit at, right? And it's their, it's their just genetic maintenance where their body wants to sit at, right? And the further away you go from it on either extremes, the more your body will fight you, right? But your weight, your morning weight or the, you know, the, the percentage of fat doesn't define you as a person like if i gain 10 pounds i'm still the same person right so being like positive about who you are and um the the you know the person that you are and how you treat others is fantastic but and the way you look is all subjective to how you how you really feel and how you feel about it if you look in the mirror and you like the way you look that's great but my only thing as a person who's in the health and fitness industry and is educated in this i'm like hey look if you're happy with how you look but your body is not happy with with how it, where it's sitting right now you might need to redefine where you're at you might need to just bring it back to a safe way so you can live your life longer and happier and healthier you know it's well, just I, I do I, actually you hit the nail on the head there I think if you are a you are a confident person on this probably is more more aimed at women I suppose but if you are a confident woman who who does feel good about how they look does feel great in their clothes and stuff like that but they're not necessarily healthy because they are maybe overweight you know you still have to deal with your health issues 
Like, well, here's, here's, here's a great example. Like, it doesn't mean you can just go, oh, yeah. You know, I mean, when I was 10 kilos heavier, I'm going, I'm going back uh, quite a number of years now, but, you know, it, it, basically you know life wasn't going well for me and it, I made really bad choices in my diet and, and, and everything else and I sort of I got I don't know I just, it's almost like kind of you know you kind of give up and you get that sort of look about you my hair was rubbish and it was really bad condition and you could just tell I wasn't a healthy person but you know you but it, it's a reflection you know that that moment on your own in the morning when you've got no makeup on and you you know you look in the mirror and think I look I don't look well you know, here's a great example right so yeah if i go out on a night out and i drink alcohol right <laughs> at this point in my life i understand how much alcohol i can drink to be happy and to enjoy myself you know yep. without throwing up at the end of the night but i feel terrible the next day oh, like yeah. no matter what like i feel terrible the next day and as uh, the older i get the worse it is right and the, li the little amount of alcohol i can drink before i feel terrible the next day <laughs> now when i when i look at that and i say well I feel really good when I go out and drink. I actually enjoy having a good buzz and being around, being social and whatever. And I'm sorry, but I do enjoy having alcohol in a social environment more than being sober, right? Yeah. But I'm, you know, I can, I can look at that and go, that's still not healthy for me. No. I don't do it every day. I don't do it every week because I know that the consequences to my health outweigh the, the nice feeling of being drunk with my friends, right? So I don't yeah. drink every day and I don't try and chase that feeling every day. But when we talk about like body positivity or even just the, the highs that people get from eating certain foods, we yeah. don't have the same mindset on it where we go, oh, I really like these foods. So I'm not going to eat that diet food that that keto guy told me to do or whatever, because I don't like, I don't like that. I like the burgers and the fries and all that kind of stuff. So I'm going to do that because that's what makes me happy. And it's like, yes, that might make you happy. But guess what? All the health issues that you're going to get later on from abusing your body over time isn't actually going to make you happy in the long run. So there's a balance to be found there, right? We're not, I'm not saying that everybody has to look like the Instagram models or the models that we typically see on the billboards. No, that's unrealistic too. And we talked about that in previous podcasts. But for people just to get to a nice, healthy range of weight and also, you know, uh, just blood markers in general, because weight doesn't always, you can have somebody who's really skinny that actually ha isn't very healthy as well. So um, I just think for me, it's like, just get to a point where you find a good balance where you're not super ripped, but you're definitely not obese and yeah. just be happy with that and take care of yourself. Okay. Yeah, completely. Okay, we've got a few minutes left. I'm going to pass over to Paul to, to round off the episode. Yeah, completely agree with what Tom just said there, and it ties in quite nicely to the to the two points that I want to make. And that's it. Does uh, for me, it, I don't care how happy somebody is with their current weight, their current condition, whether they're if they're overweight or obese, and if they feel great and they love their body. At the end of the day, all of the stuff that kills the majority of people, aside from suicide the biggest cause of all of them, heart disease, cancer, a lot of the, the mental deg de degradation stuff in terms of like dementia and what have you are all significantly exacerbated by being overweight. So the biggest cause of nearly all of them is obesity. So I don't mm -hmm. care if you're happy and you're like, and you're listening to this going, no, these three guys are talking out the fucking ass. 
I'm technically obese and I love it and I'm really happy. That's all well and good. And I'm not saying you can't be, I'm just saying understand the fact that ultimately further down the line, it's going to bite you in the ass. You, mm. We can't escape from that. And what we should be striving for that ties into what Tom was saying is, is viewing our life as a scale. And at one end, you've got health. And at one end, you've got happiness. And we should be trying to find that point in the middle where we're, yeah. where we're happy with how we look and how we feel. But ultimately we're not too far one side we're not too close to happiness where we're just living our best life and we're packing our body full of all the shit and ultimately we're unhealthy but we also perhaps don't want to be at the other end of the schedule like the the, the the scale where we're so focused on our health that we we haven't eaten something other than chicken veg and rice and spent a day where we haven't been in the gym for four hours for like 10 years because we're too afraid of what might happen if we don't and it's about for me our job as fitness coaches, fitness professionals is to educate people on how to find that point in the middle where you've got the balance right, where you're looking after your body and you're happy because we only, just like the planet that we're quite happily trying to kill as well, oh, yeah. we only get one body. So if you fuck it up, it's not like with your house, if you get buy a house and you get a f- five years down the line, like, oh, I've kind of fucked this house. I'll just sell it and buy a new one or I'll knock it down and build a new one. It, you can't do that with your body. You can't get to a point where you're like, oh, fucked it. Let me just go and get a new one. Like you get one. And if you fuck. It's quite, it's quite a big range though. It's quite a big range between, you know, that range between the extremes. It's quite big. So like you don't have to, it's quite easy to stay in there. We're not yeah. asking you to count every single calorie and to go work out six hours a day in order to stay in that range. <laughs> Like just do the bare minimum and you'll you'll be there. Yeah, I did. Well, I did a post on social media yesterday, and the analogy I use, if you think about it, like the waves. Most people, when they they think about health and their diet, are like on a rough sea where, when they're on it, they're at the top of a massive wave, and then they can stay there for a little bit, but then the wave fucking breaks, and they're in a massive trough, and mm. and they're literally operating from extreme to extreme, either really strict or completely off it altogether. And what we should be trying to do with our life is trying to get the a calmer sea flatten the waves so that we're just riding gentle curves sometimes we're a little bit stricter than others other times we're enjoying ourselves a little bit more but we're ultimately staying within touching distance all, at all times of our optimum health so that when we start to recognize oh, okay we've probably got a little bit slack recently it's easier to rein it back in and we're not so far from the extreme that it feels like it's impossible to get back on track and that that's my goal in terms of why i do what i do is i want to help as many people get to that point where they're just they're living life at a nice sensible pace where they've they're conscious of what they're doing but they're not obsessive and i think if yeah. we that's that's where i want people to get yeah. to in general society yeah 100 thanks guys that's brilliant Right, we'll leave it there and we will look forward to seeing you all or talking to you all next week uh, for chapter 11 Chapter 11. Chapter 11. Peace out, people. See you later. Bye. Bye.